Hello everyone, I'm SK Nelly. I'm the host of Change Your Love Life Summit, where world's leading love experts will show you how to completely transform your love life. And I have today the special honor to announce my special guest. He's top author of best-selling books. He's real celebrity in love experts in a love area, in love industry, and his name is Dr. John Gray. Welcome, Dr. John. It's such a pleasure to be with you. Thank you for having me on the summit. Thank you so much for being here. I'm sure that this special video, this special video interview will be very interesting to all the women listening. I mean, I'm your big fan because I read your books from my teenage days. So uh, I, I can tell that in Europe you are very famous, but you are also very famous all over the world. So before we start with this interview, Dr. Gray, I would like to just say a few words about you and about your biography, and then we will dive into very interesting topics uh, and very interesting questions that women will like to hear from the answers from a top expert. So let me start with saying a few words. So Dr. John Gray is a world-known relationship counselor, lecturer and writer. He is the author of over 20 books, including the New York Times number one bestseller, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. <laughs> Here it is. Here it is. I have my copy. Um, his books have sold over 50 million copies in 50 different languages. His most recent book is Beyond Mars and Venus. His Mars-Venus book series has forever changed the way men and women view their relationships. John is a leading internationally recognized expert in the fields of communication and relationships. John helps men and women better understand and respect their differences in both personal and professional relationships. His website is marswins.com. So this is shortly something about you, Dr. Gray, but I would like to hear from you. What can you tell us? What can you share with us about your background story? How did you actually become a love expert? And not just a love expert, but a writer that sold over 50 million copies of his books. I mean, that's, that's more than amazing. So I'm really, really <laughs> looking happen? forward. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How did that happen? <laughs> I, I could just tell you about my life. I'm happy to share that. I, I think I lucked out and my wife taught me most everything I know. Uh, but I do have a bit of a background. Uh, I grew up in Texas. Mm -hmm. uh, my parents uh, stayed together. Uh, my father was a good provider. Uh, so my mother's dream was to have seven children. Uh, so she did not have to worry about making money. She had a nice house in a nice neighborhood. Um, uh, and she raised those boys, six boys, one girl. Six. And that was her dream. And, uh, that my parents got along very well. Uh, 
they weren't the examples of what we want today in relationships, but they were in harmonious. So I never saw them argue or fight. My dad was a kind man. He was a generous man. So I had the experience of seeing a happy woman. Okay, so that's very important is that men today, they need to know that women within them are full of love and happiness. And if they're not, uh, the man is not providing what she needs. We all have needs. And my dad uh, was very peaceful uh, because my mother gave him what he needed. And we're going to learn about what those needs are. But they've, they've become different today. We, you know, the world has changed. When women become more like men and men want to enjoy their lives more, then suddenly our, our communication has to be up-leveled. So as a boy, I grew up in the 60s, rock and roll, and everybody was taking drugs and getting high. And the Beatles, they went to India to study with mm -hmm. a guru. And they said you could get high without going down by taking drugs. Drugs take you up, but they bring you down. But meditation was a way to go high. And I met the Maharishi, their guru. I got on a plane. I flew to be with him. And I wanted to study with him. I stayed with him for nine years. Wow. I, number one student. I took all of his classes and I became his personal assistant. I ended up teaching uh, uh, on a team of people. We taught 35,000 TM teachers. Uh, he was like a father to me, a second father. And that was nine years of my life. And I was a, he was a Hindu monk. I became, I have a Christian background, but I became during that time a Hindu monk. Mm -hmm. That means completely celibate. That's completely celibate. And uh, that was an interesting thing. Wow. Uh, no releasing the energy, nothing. Uh, I take the energy and go up into my brain. Uh, so e even, even today, I teach men how important it is when they have sex to not always release the energy, mm -hmm. but to be able to have many, many orgasms uh, and, and not release. That's why at 68 years old, I have testosterone levels that are twice as high when I was a young man. Uh, your masculinity only increases if you know how to do sex in this more advanced way. But the most important thing is good relationships. So I learned about celibacy. Then I fell in love with my wife, Bonnie. And Bonnie taught me all about women. Okay, she's, she's the source of knowledge for me. So that's uh, we'll the secret. <laughs> she... she uh, in her way, she learned how to train me, mm -hmm. and I will teach the women today some of the insights to train the man to give you what you need, because men don't know. You see, uh, my father, he knew, he knew what his father taught him, and his father taught him, mm -hmm. and that was to have a good job, and that's and some good manners, and don't be angry, okay? These are the three things that in the old days, most important thing is the husband would be a good provider, and not get angry and um, and have some good manners. Not perfect, but good manners. And a woman—that's all she wanted. Women were not so complicated. If, if you know, <laughs> but as soon as modern women today, if you're more independent, and women today are more independent, that is masculine energy. The part of us that is needing someone, dependent on someone for money—that's feminine energy. And as women become more masculine, they, they don't need men so much for money. What do they need men for? Well, it's a new need emerges, and that's called the need for emotional intimacy. 
So women have a greater need to feel emotional intimacy, to balance the masculine and feminine sides of them. And we men have not been taught, we didn't have role models. So I am a role model for men, how to provide the support that women need today. And it's, it's never been done before because the world wasn't this way. It's like when a new need emerges, a new solution comes forth. And the popularity of Men Are From Mars is because it breaks out of traditional ways. It respects the traditional ways, but it breaks out with new insights and new skills to provide the support that women need today, which inevitably will open a woman's heart so she can give men the support that men need and as my wife began to open her heart to me, I began to discover what I need as a man to fulfill my intimacy needs. But my intimacy needs as a man are different from a woman's intimacy needs. So now I can more clearly articulate what men need, what women need, what men need to do for themselves, what women need to do for themselves. So in Beyond Mars and Venus, I've actually brought my message to a higher level it's even more relevant to today's challenges in our relationships. I was just about to ask that, I mean, the secret of a huge success from your first book, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, and then the second book, Beyond Mars and Venus, what, what is the secret? I mean, you, you, told, you told us that your wife actually discovered all the female secrets to you and you started diving into this topic. And, uh, but did you know that you were going to become so successful in helping men, both men and women, to, to improve their relationships? Did you know that or did it come just as a surprise for you? Uh, it became a huge surprise. You have to realize that until I was 29 years old, in my 20s, I was going to be a spiritual teacher. Mm -hmm. I was a spiritual teacher. I taught meditation. I taught yoga. You know, this is uh, my whole life. And then suddenly, what happened for me is my, my younger brother, uh, who I love very deeply, uh, was bipolar. That means he was, uh, had big depressions. And meditation, I taught him meditation, but it, it didn't help that much. Mm -hmm. And so I was so happy and fulfilled in my life as a teacher of meditation, <clears throat> but I couldn't be happy if my brother was suffering. Of course. So that's when I, I went back to school to study psychology. And it didn't help my brother either, and he eventually uh, ended his life. It was very oh, sad for me. I'm so sorry. But he changed the whole direction of my life from being a spiritual teacher to actually, I think, becoming more of a spiritual teacher and teaching love. Because once I studied psychology, I became a marriage counselor. I counseled people and got married. I know all the problems of married couples and was able to solve them. And because I think my years of meditation was the foundation of my ability to change the dynamic between men and women because if you really find happiness inside and i did through my meditation i'm a master meditation person i rarely ever get upset i never feel anxiety or fear this is from the years of meditation and yoga mm -hmm. but as soon as you in a relationship what what happens is there's differences show up conflict shows up and i was able to still feel happy inside so I didn't judge my wife like something's wrong with her. 
See, mm-hmm. when we're feeling empty, we want to change our partners to give us what yeah. we need. I didn't have that need. So there was no criticism. It was more like a question mark, a, a curiosity. <laughs> why, why is she this way? Why is she talking so long? Why, why does she get upset about these things? Like I couldn't understand it. And then I had women coming to me in counseling. You know, it was clearly, I realized as men, we know nothing about modern women, what they need today. And, and so I began asking the questions rather than blaming rather than criticizing, or rather than trying to change women into men, I was able to realize, oh, this is what women need. And then as I was able to do that for my wife, the response I got was helping me realize as a man what Mm -hmm. I needed more. So meditation helped me to find happiness and peace inside myself, but it's through love and relationship and sex that you can bring your happiness to a higher level. So to me, uh, communication, love, these are very, very important things, but also just as important as sex, that a woman experiences maximum fulfillment in sex. And a man has to know how to provide that. And a woman has to know how to receive that and how to experience that. She must know her body. So that's another piece of my messages. So sex on one side, mm-hmm. on the other side, communication skills on the other. And in both places, what I, what I find is generally women are going to take read the books, women are going to take the classes. And so what I've created a teaching where if, you know, if a man never hears my message, a woman can train him without him knowing how to give her what she wants. Because in the realm of relationships, women have the power. That's the love power. If, if, if men discovered that if you walk on your hands upside down and it would give climax to a woman in the bedroom, men would all do that. See, men are designed yes. to do whatever it takes. It's just in the past, what it took for a woman to have a climax in the bedroom <laughs> was for a man to have a good job and make money. But that's not enough anymore. Not so we enough have- anymore, yes. yes. <laughs> so the, the times have changed. And well, uh, I mean, behind your story, in every in every person's story, there's always a big reason why something happened, and you had a very sad reason, your brother, but also you were motivated by your wife and by many questions that you had, and everything. Your your biography is actually very interesting and it it really tells women how you actually became the person who can really really tell women and men how to get what they want from relationships so i i really uh, there are so many questions that i could ask you that my my clients and our audience and everyone would like to know about but everything that you just said leads me leads me to a question that most of women that i work with as a love coach and that my uh, other colleagues work with have so why men lose interest in great women? And what can a woman do when a man disappears? Because I have my favorite quote your fa- from your book that says, When a man loves a woman, periodically he needs to pull away before he can get closer. And yeah, yeah. here, okay. go ahead. 
That, that's one of the most important things for women to understand. We have to realize that in traditional relationships, this is our grandmothers, okay, maybe our mm-hmm. parents as well, that the way a woman had a man was to pursue him, to do what he wants. She learned not to refuse him, to always be happy, to always smile, to attend to him, to cook for him, to clean for him, to do things for him so that he would receive, Mm -hmm. so he would receive. Now, for men in those days, they were not in touch with what their feminine energy, they were in touch with their masculine energy. And masculine energy is about doing to accomplish, to achieve a goal. And most men's work was not easy. Men traditionally did hard work, a pressure. You know, I have to make money for the family. I have to do it myself. My family depends on me. So there's a lot of stress there of doing those things which are difficult, those things that are dangerous, those things that are dirty. These are the kinds of traditional jobs that men used to do. So they would go way to their masculine energy. And when they came home, they needed to find some balance. And the balance was the woman would then, in a sense, give him and he would receive and he would find his balance. Even sex was primarily about women satisfying a man's Mm -hmm. desire not her desire. Now, women could give more to men in those days because all day long, women were doing activities that were more feminine, more feminine. They were nurturing. They had a community Mm -hmm. of other women. They weren't rushed. They didn't have that stress, that pressure to make money. That's feminine energy. So when women had feminine energy all day long, their husband came home. It was easy for women to go to her masculine side and give to him. So let me define something. Giving is masculine. Receiving is feminine. That's very important because women often think, oh, giving, giving, giving is feminine. No, no. Receiving is feminine. Now, yes, a mother will give to a child, but at the same time, she's receiving so much. Babies, children give unconditional love. They're the biggest, they provide so much safety which is a woman's most important need to not feel judged, not feel criticized. So women are giving to children, that's their masculine, but they're receiving so much back, all that unconditional love from the child. So that understanding is the foundation. Masculine is giving, feminine is receiving. So now you're, on a, you're in a relationship or on a date. When a man does something for her, he's giving and she's receiving. If she can receive and he gives, then what happens, he bonds with her. He finds her more and more interesting. He gets closer to her. His value goes up. If I look at my life, the, 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 some of the things I will remember most, that I'm most proud of, were difficult things to accomplish and achieve. You see, men bond when they put effort and energy into giving to achieve a result. So if a woman is easy and gives to him without him mm-hmm. giving to her, he doesn't bond with her. It's very, very important, this balance of masculine and feminine. And today, women are way too much on their masculine side. And what they need is to come back to the feminine side. So even more than in ever before, women need to practice receiving. And receiving for a woman is called romance. See, romance is very one-sided. It's mm-hmm. not women giving to men. That's not romance. Romance is when men do things for women. 
So if a man, if a man uh, offers to do something for you, you always go, oh, thank you, as opposed to, no, I'll do it for you. So Perfect. women are, they're, they give too much. If they have to realize that today, women really need more help to go back over to the feminine side. So to ask, let the man pay for the meal, let the man do things for you, ask for help. And I know for women today, oh, they're strong. They're afraid they'll look weak and a man will lose interest in her because she looks weak. But no, men are more attracted to you if you need them. It's like, but women are afraid of that because if a man needs too much and he's weak, mm-hmm. a woman will not love him. She wants a man to be strong. She thinks the man wants her to be strong in that way. Okay, there's places where we all have weakness and vulnerability. And, but the vulnerability where we need help, that's feminine energy. And what the man's vulnerability is sex. Okay, mm-hmm. that's the place where men can be rejected the most. And women don't understand that. And often men don't ask for sex after a while. They, they lose interest in sex. They just give up because she doesn't seem to enjoy it or she rejects him or whatever. And this is the most important thing, but not right away. So mm-hmm. in dating, and you know, you want to go one level, another level, another level, because you want him to desire and earn his way in a little patience with the whole thing. Because that, now that's perfectly get- said, yeah. But uh, let me ask you a question. Women would like to hear this from you. How long should they wait for intimacy when they start dating? Is there, according to your opinion, a, some kind of, let's not say a deadline, but maybe no, there's, I- a, there's a better word. Okay, that the... the that there is no exact time. Mm-hmm. First date, generally no. Okay, generally okay. no. Okay. Second date, third date, then more kissing, more touching. Mm-hmm. And he's going to want more. That's our job as men is to get in there, to win the prize. You are the prize, okay? Mm-hmm. We want to get in there. Your job is to make sure he's earned his way in. Now that's going to be different depending upon how much he's done to earn his way in. Mm-hmm. And also has to do with your ability, how receptive you are to receiving his way in. Because there's two types of sexual experience women can have. One type is where they become sexual to please the man. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, you can just go, oh, 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 and <laughs> sound or whatever and get all excited because you know inside you're pleasing the man. You're giving him what he wants. Should never have sex until he's giving you what you want. So it has to be a natural, relaxed response. Mm-hmm. And, and it's hard to tell the difference for some women. And the ones that you have to tell the difference, often if you have a very absent father, the tendency, and this is a little psychology, the tendency is to feel immediate sexual attraction to the man who's not available to you. And those are the guys that you'll have sex with right away because you feel like it, but they don't call back. Okay, they're never going to call back. They're the man who's not right for you. So it's literally like a little antenna that goes, I'm mm-hmm. attracted to the man who's not right for me. You get mm-hmm. sexually attracted. The man who's right, if you have a history of men who don't call back, okay? And if you have a history of going, being easy, and then men don't call back, if you have a history of that, usually it's because you're turned on to the wrong men. Mm-hmm. Therefore, the right men 
don't turn you on right away. Okay, so it's going to be a gradual process of going from, I find this man interesting, mm-hmm. possibility, I respect his values, or he's smart. Oh, that's, that's curious. There's an intellectual draw to him, interesting. Then admiration, then emotional connection of he does things for you and you begin to appreciate him. That's where you'll start to bond with him. Then your sexual feelings will come up. That's the right order for it to happen. Men is the opposite. See, I go into a room and, and, and when I'm a single guy, mm-hmm. and instantly, within a second, I know how many women I could have sex with tonight. And it's not everyone, but it's, I count them. It's literally, that, that's where I connect with first. And that's appropriate for men. That's why if a man wants to have sex with you or he's sexually turned mm-hmm. on to you, it doesn't mean he wants a relationship with you. His energy is still down south. It's not yet in his heart. So what you want to do is make sure that before you have sex, this is the key, Mm -hmm. you have lots of conversations where he gets to hear you. And when you have conversations, you have to be careful not to edit yourself. Okay, now now you have to go in the right direction. Mm -hmm. Quite often, you know, you want to make, you want to impress somebody. You really don't want to, men should impress you. Your job isn't to impress them. And one of the ways we try to impress people is we, we become people pleasers and we want their approval. So I remember when I used to be a people pleaser and wanting approval. I'll give you an example of what I'm saying. I'm in a group of people, four or five people at a dinner table. Mm-hmm. And somebody said to me, John, did you see that movie? And I went, yeah, I saw that movie. Well, what would you think? Well, instantly, I was afraid to say what I was thinking about the movie because what if they all didn't like the movie? You see my point? Is yeah, yeah, perfectly said. We're, we're, yeah. We're, we're afraid that somebody's not going to like what we say. That will kill your chances of having a real relationship with a man. Women should always say what they feel if it's positive. Now, if it's trying to change the man, if it's angry at the man, don't say that, okay? If it's no, judgmental... No. Not but, a good idea. You you can never fix a man. That, that's exactly yeah. right. You can't fix a man. You accept him, but you express a point of view. Your point of view might be different from his point mm-hmm. of view. And what will win him over is when you have a different point of view and you say to him, well, what do you think? And he has a different point of view mm-hmm. and you don't try to change it. You don't try to change it. Instead, what bonds is you have one point of view. Mm-hmm. He has another point of view. And your response to it is, that's interesting, or that makes sense. Oh, wow, that's a good idea. Or I hadn't thought about that before. I have to think about that. You see what you just did is you created difference and you created a sense of harmony with the differences that we don't have to be the same in order to be harmonious. Of course. That that, That is, you're not hiding yourself from the man. That's the first step of being naked is expressing your opinions. The next step of being naked with a man is asking for what you want and sharing what you would like. So now he gives to you and then you Mm -hmm. begin to feel an affection, a bonding happens inside of you and that bonding will happen inside of him because he's earned your love. You shouldn't have to earn a man's love. This is the difference between men and women. But you don't want to put a man off. You want to give him love. But Mm -hmm to earn the more love, the more love to where you eventually give him the prize, which is you open yourself up 
which is to be completely vulnerable with him. And so this is the dance where women start north, go south. When men start south, go north. And women are often fooled by a man's sexual attraction because a woman instinctively knows that if she was truly sexually responsive, it would be because she felt loved and supported. But the truth is she doesn't feel loved and supported. She's imagining that one day she'll be loved and supported. So quite often, quite often women will be turned on to a celebrity, for example, a big movie mm -hmm. star or whatever. They just get all excited or a rock star. They're on stage. That's fantasy. fantasy. The fantasy of, oh, if I had that person, I would be, it, I would get, uh, get so, I'd be so happy. But you want to be in reality. And part of bringing a man into reality is to express your point of view and then ask him to do things. So now you're on a date. Now today there's so mm -hmm. much pressure on women to be sexually responsive right away and go all the way. So now we have to go back to high school. There's something called first base, second base, third base, home run, and then all kinds of exciting stuff. Okay, so, so now... Interesting, interesting example. Okay, so we, we, wherever you want to go with that. Mm -hmm. But first base may, is, a, is, a peck, is a kiss on the lips and that's mm -hmm. it. No tongue, no tongue. Just, that's a kiss. And then let there be separation. Because what okay. happens, all you touch, just a touch of the kiss, it gives her chance to connect. Her biology will start connecting with him. He gives him a chance to miss her. See, back, you, you quoted from my book, the basic idea mm -hmm. of men are like rubber bands. Here's how men operate. They get close, and once they get home run, they're completely close, then they become, have to pull away. Why do they have to pull away? Because biolo it's biological. See, when a man is desiring a woman, so you are feminine energy, That stimulates mm -hmm. estrogen in me. It's love, affection, connection, softness, beauty, all those things. When I'm enjoying that, my estrogen level goes up. My feminine energy increases. So men get horny when their testosterone levels are higher than their own ability to feel love. So then a woman, he resonates with femininity. His mm -hmm. estrogen will start to rise. He's getting closer and closer and closer. And now he climaxes with her his estrogen shoots to the highest level. Estrogen suppresses testosterone in men. How does he recover testosterone to feel masculine again? He has to detach and pull away. Mm -hmm. Literally, it's a biological function, which is why men will tend to pull away after sex. Is they went too far into you, they've got to come back to being masculine. You know, they feel when they're orgasmic, I love you, I want to be with you forever, I'm yours, I'll do whatever you want. And that's too far. You see, that's giving up yourself. So then you, he has to biologically, there's a hormonal change that has to take place and he will detach and pull away. While he's pulling away, it's very important that she doesn't pursue him. Yes. If he pulls away, then his testosterone will rise up and he'll hunger for that mm -hmm. estrogen again. He'll want to get back in there. But if she continues to follow him around... He never pulls away enough. And so how would she follow him in a dating thing? She might call him up or she might punish him when he comes back. And maybe mm -hmm. two weeks later, he calls her up and she says, you didn't call me. What happened? What's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. So it's like he, gets, yeah. he comes back to you and you slap his hand. Now, mm -hmm. I have to give an example from dog training. These are examples to help remember these important ideas. But I learned in dog training, if you call your dog 
and your dog doesn't come, 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 come. Okay, finally, finally, <laughs> the dog finally comes. You get mad at the dog. Bad dog, bad dog. That doesn't work. You just it train the work. dog. If he comes to you, you slap. Whatever a man does, anything close to better, you're so happy as opposed to you should have come sooner. So, so there's, a, there's a time that men need after they connect with you to pull back and then come close. Just as for women, there's a time before she's ready to open up. So, so important that she takes that time before she opens up, that he does it to her as opposed to her doing it for him. So a lot of what's happening today with women with their vibrators is they're learning how to give themselves orgasms. And I think it's a good idea to learn how to give yourself an orgasm just so you know a bit about your physiology. But you have to realize it can also be counterproductive because you're learning how to give yourself an orgasm mm -hmm. rather than learning to let him give you the orgasm. That's very, very important. Orgasm will come by relaxing and letting it come in, letting it come in, and not by trying to give yourself an orgasm or trying to please him to the place of orgasm. This is about receptivity. And women are so masculine today, it really will take longer if she has what I'll call a feminine orgasm, which is receptivity. And it just happens to you as opposed to you working at it. You know, you start seeing it's coming and women tighten up and they're going to go after it and you can't stop. One of the ways to make sure that you're actually going to have this female orgasm uh, more on your female side is it time to just relax just to stop and you know let it come back let it come back so there's no apprehension about trying to have an orgasm because trying is masculine allowing is feminine and this is again ultimately sex can be one of the most powerful ways for women to come back to their female side with the right person and at the right time prior to that you come mm -hmm. back to your female side. It's every little step will bring you back to the female side by allowing a man to do things for you and learning how to ask for support. These are like key things. Oh, would you help me with this? And then whenever a man does something, it's, oh, what a, here's the three takeaways for the women listening. What a good idea. Oh, wow. <laughs> that really makes sense. You're right. Whenever you say you're right, oh, men just love that. And another one, that's so interesting. Oh, and that was so helpful. And it, whenever possible, if it's a true feeling, you're my hero. These are like yes, things that, hero. Men, that men need that so much. You know, we used to have statues. Men used to be these great people. Now, you know, men are so put down by our society and, and so much more women are so much more capable in the workplace. You know, we don't really know where we're important, but the place we're most important today Besides, you know, having our careers and everything like that, that's important, of course, mm -hmm. but also in our relationship with women is to provide a new kind of support. And if I could summarize it, it's ultimately the support is safety to be an emotional woman, safety for her to be vulnerable, safety for her to express whatever she feels and thinks. Very, very important for men to learn that. So let's say you're on a date and you're expressing mm -hmm. your opinion about something and a man starts saying, oh, well, you shouldn't feel that way or you shouldn't do this, then you, you basically listen to him and you go, well, that's a good idea. That makes sense. And then come back to your another point of view or your point of view and always talk more than the man. See, women are, you know, men will go, oh, she goes on and on and on and on. So men like, 
uh, don't talk so much, women. Don't talk. Yes, you must talk so much. That's feminine. This is, is interesting. <laughs> so, so interesting. Yeah. But what you have to do is communicate to a man if you're talking and he says something, you always want to say, oh, such a good idea. Well, that really makes sense. And, you know, then you feel this sense of it just feels so good to be able to talk about my day with you. I feel so much closer to you. And that makes me feel good. You see, women have to realize that man's goal all the time is for you to feel good. So let's say you have a, a you, something's bothering you and you're stressed or whatever. And you say, oh, today at work, there was this and there's this and this. And he'll start giving you advice. Uh, don't let him give you advice. Okay. That's not, you have to like, that will, it will put you in a, to a mode of resistance because what you need at that time, whenever you have frustration, disappointment, mm -hmm. concerns, worries, anytime those emotions are up, what you need is the safety to express them without someone solving them. But men, every cell in our body wants to say, don't worry, forget it. It's not a mm -hmm. big deal. It's not a problem. So what you can say to a man, if you're going to talk about your feelings, which I think is the most powerful way to get the energy into the heart and that, and also to make sure he's the right man to have sex with, because many men, if a woman starts to express how she feels and thinks, and even if she does it in the right way, he'll lose his sex drive for you. He won't be interested in sex and he's the wrong guy. See, you want a guy who you can become naked with and he wants to bow down before you and pledge his life to you. See, not every man's going to feel that for you. So you have to find the right guy. And before you get physically naked, you need to become emotionally naked with him. And But the key to it is when you become that way, you have to do it in a certain way where he feels he's helping you. So you start easy. Oh, today mm -hmm. I had lots of frustration today. This happened, this happened. And he wants to immediately interrupt and give you advice. So you can then say to him, oh, really, it's no big deal. I just like to talk about it for a few minutes because mm -hmm. it makes me feel closer to you. You don't have to say anything. And then talk for a few minutes. You're training him. Talk for a few minutes and go, oh, it feels so good, you know, just to be able to air those feelings because I can't talk about them during the day and to have somebody I can talk to who understands. I really appreciate it because it's not a big deal at all. I don't really need any advice. I just need to feel heard. And thank you. That's he, it. He will feel like a superman. That's what I always tell to women. He needs to feel like a superman. You can't put a man down and talk down on him and expect him to be grateful that he is with you because he wants to be a hero, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's yeah. the whole secret. And, you know, if we go a little further into this, when, when, you know, one of the things that puts a man down is complaining. Mm -hmm. Now, mm -hmm. complaining is actually a primitive, unsuccessful way of asking for help. Okay, but it's not vulnerable. See, one thing is you should turn out the lights or you should have called me earlier. That's just yeah. putting somebody down. It's not vulnerable. It's being on your male side, solving the problem, saying this is what you should do, this is what you shouldn't do, this is how we're going to get there, this is how the company should run, You know, this is how we're going to make more money. The shoulds is masculine. Feminine is, oh, next time, I'd really appreciate if you would do this. And if you want to ask for more, always buffer it with something loving. Like, you know, my wife used to say to me, mm -hmm. he'd say, John, I know you turn out the lights a lot, but sometimes you forget. Will you try to remember? Boom. <laughs> yeah, sweet that is. And then, and then I don't have to say I'm sorry. 
you know, the last thing you want is a man saying he's sorry all the time. Because uh, you're not he, guilty. He's, he's not guilty. He's doing <laughs> his best, you know, is it, mm -hmm. unless it's something big. Now, if it's something big, you go to a therapist or something mm -hmm. like that to help you communicate. Otherwise, anytime you push a man down, he's doing his best. And when you just sort of get that men are lost, they don't know what it takes to provide what women need today. And what's important to women doesn't seem important to him. And that's mm -hmm. perfectly normal. And women are lost because they keep thinking men should know better. You see, it's, it's a judgmentalness. It's annoyance. It's an irritation that, oh, he should know better. Why doesn't he do this? Oh, he needs me to tell him. So I'm going to tell him what he should do. And that's a, being a mother pushing, putting him down as opposed yes. to a lover, a partner who says, oh, you know, I know you're basically the message is, of course, you're doing great. And this would make me happier. So mm -hmm. there's a, a context that, that let go of the idea that a man's job is to make a woman happy. That's not his job. No. If you're not happy, he, he, he didn't fail you. He might not be perfect. It's your job to be happy. Then it's his job to make you happier. He can take you to a higher level. That means if you're fulfilled to a great extent by a man, then it's okay to ask for more in small increments. Otherwise, and there's no room. If you're not happy, forget about a complaint. Forget about a criticism. Forget about advice because you're coming from an empty place demanding him to change. In a sense, you're saying, I can't feel love unless you change. And what if a man was to say to you, you know, I'm not going to love you unless you change. You know, mm -hmm. I want you... When I, when I take off my clothes, I want instant orgasm. <laughs> I, want, I want to smile every day. I want you, you know, you can't be that. You, nobody's perfect, you know, but ultimately a smile every day is wonderful. You know, if, if a man knows how to have sex, you can have sex every day if he knows how, but most men don't know how. They, every time when they have sex, they, have, uh, they don't know how to separate orgasm from release, you know, mm -hmm. ejaculation is that advanced relationship skills is that a man can learn to have many, many orgasms, many days in a row, and then occasionally release. What, what we do know is for couples who've been married before and they know that the passion went away, what happens is that men release too much. And a man needs to go always at least six days mm -hmm. without releasing. If he goes, and this means he can't do it on his own. Okay, so those both <laughs> things is if when a man releases what happens it feels like it's like taking heroin it's the best thing in the world it's the ultimate and but what happens is his testosterone levels gradually go lower and lower and lower uh this is now proven the japanese did research on this showing that mm -hmm. if a man does not release except on the seventh day then his testosterone levels on that day will double and so that keeps him feeling you know, his passion for you, his bonding with you, his attraction to you, which is why many couples eventually settle down to sex once a week. In the beginning, mm -hmm. you have lots and lots of sex. But the problem with that, this is what women should know, back to once you start having sex, is that if you're having so much sex, it bonds, he gets really, really close. His estrogen levels start going really high. When men's estrogen is too high, he starts feeling annoyed, irritated, and judgmental and critical. This is what mm -hmm. will start to happen. You'll start to see body parts that aren't perfect and it will nag on his brain, you know, just uh, it, it, and he'll lose interest. His need to pull away will be greater. So once again, oh. 
Don't be so easy. Even though he's having a good time, mm -hmm. take your space, give the message. You've got a life. And, and back to, back to this pressure on women to perform sexually because many men, you know, they'll get hurt. You know, they're so sensitive these days that yes. if a woman doesn't want to have sex right away, you know, Hey, I brought you to dinner. <laughs> you just say that to what do you think you can buy sex with me? You bought dinner. <laughs> Ridiculous. Something like that. Yes. Yeah. And, and the flip side of that is many women will say, no, I don't want you to buy dinner because then you'll feel, then I'll feel obligated to have sex. Then she's saying, what am I a prostitute? No, let a man buy you dinner and hold your ground that you gave him a gift by letting him buy you dinner because he gets to feel like Superman. He did something for you. I take women out to dinner all the time when I'm traveling, whatever, and they all want to pay their way. I said, no, I'm paying. I'm paying. Absolutely. And they resist. I said, no, I'm paying. Then th it just makes them feel so good inside. But often there's a lot of resistance to receiving. Mm -hmm. Then women feel obligated to give. And what you have to know is you gave. That's your giving. You let when you receive from a man, you've given him a gift. That's how we receive is that I succeeded in giving to you. So when it comes to the whole sex thing, he's trying to, he's all excited. He got to have sex. And basically what he needs to hear at those times, maybe you're kissing, maybe you're touching, maybe a little mm -hmm. skin. Is okay. Then that's when you slow it down. Oh, let's go slow. Let's go slow. I really love this, but I need to go slow. He says, why not? Why not? Why not live in the moment? You know, we don't have all that stuff. We got our lines down. Then what you need to do is you have to realize he's wanting more. And so what you say is give him what he needs to hear, but don't give him what he wants, which is to have sex. What he really needs to hear, more important than the wanting, is that a part of you wants to have sex with him. So you would just say to him, you know, I really need to go slow. When I was younger, I'd be mm -hmm. really fast. But I realized it works better for me to go slow. But I'd love to just go all the way right now. But I need some time. Why do you need Perfect. time? Why do you need time? Don't be <laughs> reasonable. I don't know. I'm a woman. I just have to go slow. But gradually we can, we can, you know, grow together closer. The next time go a little further and he'll want to go all the way. His job is to go all the way. Your job is to slow it down, slow it down but give re reassuring words, which is that I do want to get there. I do want to go there. Every cell in my body wants to do it, but I need to slow down. And he says, why? You go, that's just what I need to do. It doesn't work for me. <laughs> and it doesn't have to be reasonable because you can't give this big lecture that I'm giving you about bonding and so forth. And you don't want to course. say to him, you don't want to say to him, I'm just not into it. <laughs> no, 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 definitely. <laughs> that, that, that's what a little faking is okay. Because, you know, it's like putting on makeup and some lipstick and so mm -hmm. forth. It's, uh, it's looking beautiful. <laughs> that, the little cover-up is okay. But men need to hear that, uh, that you would be interested. You just need more time. They and need to feel down. special. You can't offend a man by turning him down. But you have to turn him down <laughs> and yeah. make him earn for your attention. And uh, Dr. Gray, uh, many times what happens is that men just ghost on women. This is a trend nowadays. And women, as you said, they put the pressure on men. So I would like a, a short tip from you when this happens. Everything is perfect. You know, he keeps on calling her. Maybe they have sex, maybe they don't. And he pulls away and you explained it perfectly why he actually does that. But what is very important for women to do 
when he pulls away. I mean, actually, they should do nothing. But is there any additional tip from you? Women yes. are anxious to hear this. Yes. So when he pulls away, she's sitting there waiting for him to call her back. Mm -hmm. uh, this is the great thing about our new phones. This is the best thing to do is wait a couple of days and just mm -hmm. show a picture of you doing something where you're happy and just say, uh, missing you. And that's it. Oh, <laughs> that's such a great idea. And then a week later, mm -hmm. if he doesn't call, just say, oh, I, I, I was just here. I thought you might like to go see this show too sometime. You know, I just mm -hmm. saw this show. I think you'd like it. So you're, you're giving the message indirectly. I'm not mad at you. Mm -hmm. I have a life and I'm having lots of fun without you. Okay. And, but I'm not mad at you and I'm having lots of fun without you. Then he kind of goes, Oh, wow. One, she's not mad at me. Cause so many women get mad at men. Once they yeah. pull away, he's had his hand slapped so many times that in his mind, a couple of weeks later, he might even think, gee, maybe I should give her a call. Oops. No, I'm a, I'm a bad boy. You know, I, <laughs> I should do that. Or if she pursues him, mm -hmm. Directly, he will feel his resistance to it and develop reasons why I don't want to be with her. Okay, so if she doesn't go after him at all, he doesn't have any reason to resist her. So when you resist, because biologically, he's mm -hmm. going to resist. Yes. He just doesn't feel what he felt before. Mm -hmm. So he's resisting. So he has to rationalize in his mind why I'm resisting. Well, her toes are too big or this is the reason. You just don't want to push him into resisting at all by not going after him. So the tip is little notes, you know, could be texts, but now we have pictures. They're just so great. Just showing you with some friends, thinking of you maybe at some uh, party you're at and just like, oh, you would have been so, I think you would have enjoyed this party. And, and that's it, just short, not a lot. And uh, to keep him, keep you in his awareness so he can come back and not feel like he's gonna be punished and also he's getting the message that, wow, this woman is not needy. Now, when I say that, that's another very confusing thing to women because they go, well, John, you're saying men need to feel needed. That means I need to need him, but men mm -hmm. don't like needy. No one likes needy. No one. So what need, there's a difference between I need you. If you've ever felt like you're hungry and you get mm -hmm. food, what do you feel? I need this food. Your response is happiness. Whenever you're happy, you're in touch with your needs. Whenever you're unhappy, you're in touch with, I need more, and it's his fault. <laughs> that, that's needy. Needy's that's needy. When, needy is when you're not needing him, you're mm -hmm. saying he should have been there. You're saying, I don't need this behavior. So <laughs> needing is actually being happy, being peaceful, being accepting, being appreciative, and recognizing that, if you're finding that you're feeling needy in a relationship, it means, now this is a universal truth. It means that you're needing more from him that he can give and you're needing more from him that you should be looking for at this time because you're not getting your other needs met. Mm -hmm. Now this, this is like a spiritual concept that I, I live by is when I can't get what I need here, I'm always looking in the wrong direction. So there'd be many times when I would feel annoyed or irritated by my wife and I'd analyze and I go, oh, I'm expecting this and this and this. 
and I'm being needy. I need mm -hmm. to recognize there's other things I need and then get those things fulfilled. And then I find that I'm not needy with my wife and I can give her the a massive love. And she taught me this. I have to give her credit. Uh, you know, one day I was, uh, I just said, you know, honey, I come home. You don't always not, you're not always like appreciating me for all that I do. And she said, John, you have a huge need to be appreciated. And I'm your wife. I'm not a thousand people in your audience giving you a standing ovation. So wow. God gave you the gift to talk to thousands of people and have them give you standing ovations because no wife can ever give you that much appreciation. So don't. <laughs> Don't expect yeah. me to be your adoring fans. Let me be your wife. That was just, it made so much sense to me that when I'm looking for too much for her, I need to go work some more and get some appreciation there. And the same thing for women, when they're feeding needy from their husbands, they have mm -hmm. to recognize, generally speaking, what they need most is to talk about how they feel to another woman who understands what she feels. Then when she's not needy, she can then talk to her partner without huge requirements and demands, and she can get it done in like five or 10 minutes. You do want to limit the amount of sharing feelings to five mm -hmm. to 10 minutes and occasionally longer, but always from a place of, wow, that was so helpful. I feel so much better now because you were there for me. And would you just give me a hug and just ooh and ah, because you have this man who's so solid for you. And, but you have to train him. Yeah. You know, these men, they want to get in there and say, you should do this. You should do this. And one of the easiest ways, this is not a million dollar phrase I'm going to give you right now. This is oh. like 40 years of experience for women. Mm -hmm. Whenever you're going to talk about something that's bothering you and upsetting you, just use the phrase to him. This is not a big deal. Oh, this is huge. <laughs> huge. And, and even if you're upset with him, and, and you shouldn't do this that often because you don't want to be upset with him. Mm -hmm. That means he's failing. But occasionally you, you're upset with him and you want to talk about it. Choose your times wisely. But when you're going to talk about it, just preface it by first talk to somebody else if you're really mm -hmm. upset about something. So you're more centered and you're feeling more loving, you know, accepting the thing you have to come back to. He is doing his best. He's just a man. He has no idea. He's not perfect. I know he means well. And you, okay, so you kind of come back to more of a positive place, but you want to tell them, you know, when you don't call me, it's upsetting to me. I feel like I don't want to cook for you anymore. You know, I feel like your students are more important than me. You know, I feel like why bother? Uh, you know, I'm not that important to you. So, and you forget things that mean must, it means I'm not important. So if you want to communicate that to him, which my wife would do many mm -hmm. times for me, she would do it and she'd preface it by saying, you know, the other last night I was really upset. That's why I went to bed early because you didn't call and you're two hours late. And that's understandable. And so it was a big deal. It's a big deal. So she prefaced it and said, so I processed my feelings, which meant she did writing or talk to her friends. And I just want to tell you how I feel. It will only take a few minutes. Mm -hmm. It's not a big deal. Okay. It's, it's not, not a big, a big deal. deal. Okay, and women, then, listen to this. <laughs> and then I could hear everything she said. She said, one, it makes me feel like I'm not important. Two, why mm -hmm. bother cooking for you? Three, the meal was ruined. Four, four your, your clients are more important to you. And I would love it if you try to figure out a solution, but don't say anything. I just need you to think about it. Stop oh. the conversation. Whenever there's a negative emotion coming up where there was resistance, mm -hmm. don't let them talk. 
because all he can do biologically is to explain the right reasons why he did what he did. And then you feel he didn't hear you. If you, if he doesn't have to resist and you just, I just want you to think about it. This is what I was feeling. I know you're doing your best. It's not a big deal. Now say whatever you felt and say, thank you for listening and just give me a hug so I can feel connected to you. Give me a hug. So I feel connected to you. And you know, he will give you that hug and he'll never forget what you said because he didn't resist it because you told him it wasn't a big deal. I'm not requiring you to change. There's no big demand. <laughs> so it's perfect. like magic phrase. It's not a big deal. I mean, this is perfect. And ladies, uh, do read Dr. Gray's new book, Beyond Mars and Venus, because they will be able to read more about this in this book where you are actually explaining how to how to bring your partner closer and how can a woman achieve everything that she wants uh, when she knows how. So I, I truly, I, I advise all the women who are listening to you read your new book. Everyone read your first book. Uh, we have it Every one of us have it. <laughs> so, and um, I would, I mean, this is so valuable, Dr. Gray. Everything that you said is, is uh, so, it, you explain everything in such a fun way, but you give a strong message to women. And you actually manage to point out all the good things that women should do and shouldn't do. And if they apply this, I'm sure that it will be a game changer for their whole life, love life. If they just apply this for what you said here, but uh, uh, definitely uh, they could, uh, uh, women who are listening could find more info, info on your website, marsvenus.com. Uh, and uh, your, I would like to uh, mention that your daughter is all, also a coach and uh, if someone wants to become a coach, Mars and Venus coach, how, what is the best way to, to achieve that? We have a one-year online program. Mm -hmm. uh, it is in English, but it's a one-year one -year program. Uh, and you get coached uh, by my coaches and mm -hmm. some coaching from me. And it is, uh, 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 you would go to Mars Venus Coaching. Mm -hmm. Do a Google search, MarsVenusCoaching.com. And then someone will explain the whole program to you. But that's a wonderful program. And we have uh, over a thousand coaches around the world. And, and, you know, becoming a coach doesn't mean that you're looking for a career. Mm -hmm. Often people just want it to be to help their friends, to help their family members, to help themselves, help their own relationship. And if you do have uh, the opportunity to coach other people, you actually learn more when you coach other people. I, I have to say, I know so much more because I was a counselor for so many years and I get to continue uh, doing these, these, these interviews that I do today and teaching my courses. Because when you say something to somebody else, it makes you go, oh, I, I want to do that too. You know, it always helps you understand yourself better when you're helping other people who want to hear what you have to say. Perfect, perfect. Thank you so much, Dr. Gray. You brought so much value to this special episode of Change Your Love Life Summit. And I would also like to thank all the women who took the time listening and watching this episode. 
and uh, well, uh, Dr. Gray and I are sending you all many regards. Thank you so much.